There's been a lot of talk about what the future of DC holds. I have my two cents about what I would do with the franchise right now. This video is sponsored by Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash Merle to get 15% off your order and stay tuned till the end of this video for more info. Hello everybody and welcome to this special video that I'm calling If I Ran DC. So with everything that's been going on at Warner Brothers Discovery, all the changes that have been made, a good chunk of the attention has been focused on DC. The cancellation of some movies like Batgirl, the non-cancellation of other movies like The Flash, and the continuing rap sheet of its star. So I decided to do kind of a fun experiment. Let's pretend that David Zaslav called me up at home, which would be really weird because he doesn't have my number, and said, you know what, Dan? I'm putting you in charge of the DC universe, you're going to help to craft whatever this 10-year plan is that we've been talking about. Wouldn't it be interesting to kind of map out what my personal plan for the DC universe would be? Now, I don't think this is what's going to happen, but it's just kind of a fun experiment. So this is what I would do if I were put in charge of DC. It's probably not the same thing you would do, and I'm not saying that they have to do this. These are my own personal preferences. And the first thing that I would do if you put me in charge of the DC movies tomorrow would be to keep what's working. And when I say what's working, I mean Henry Cavill, if you can get him back. Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ben Affleck, if he wants to stick around, Zachary Levi and Dwayne Johnson, assuming that their movies aren't total disasters, James Gunn and the Suicide Squad actors. There are a lot of winners in the current DC film universe. A lot of actors that are working really well in their characters, and I don't think there's any need to wipe all of them out and start over. Now, I do think that you have to jettison Ezra Miller as The Flash because it is just too much of a distraction right now, and going down the line, if even half of what's come out actually turns out to be true, I just don't think it's tenable to keep him in that role. If there is a silver lining to this cloud, it's that The Flash is probably the easiest character to just kind of swap somebody else in there. I know a lot of people have been saying Grant Gustin just to bring him over from the TV show. I also think you could put a fresh face in that role. The other big question mark is Ray Fisher. He is still very much in the trenches about his past with Warner Brothers, about the treatment of Cyborg, about some of the people that are still at Warner Brothers, even though a lot of the people that he had an issue with are not there anymore. It could very well be possible that this is not a reparable relationship. So that would be a move that takes a lot of negotiations. But if it comes down to it, what we're trying to do here is move on from the past. And in that spirit, I think you should, number one, keep what's working. But my number two suggestion would be to clear the story slate. There are some great characters and actors in place, but story-wise, the DCEU right now is very messy. You have the Snyderverse, which was started and then readjusted. You have James Gunn's Suicide Squad films, which are kind of a half-reboot, half-continuation. There's lots of dangling story threads inside the in-universe story of the DCEU. We'll talk about these sort of side projects in a few minutes. Now, I don't know exactly what happens in the Flash movie, but what a lot of people have been talking about is the possibility of doing this sort of multiversal thing with the DC Universe and being able to jump between all these different things. I would actually go the opposite way. I would take whatever happens in the Flash universe as an opportunity to bring in as many elements as you want from other universes like Michael Keaton's Batman, but to create one DC world 
right now. It would sort of be a post-crisis type thing. I think with Marvel doing the multiverse saga, the DC story needs to be a little more focused, a little more linear, so there's not this constant comparison between the two. But I think what it also means, if you're bringing in all of these different elements, is it's a bit of a soft reset. You can keep what you have, but if you have this new sort of world for all of these characters, then you can go back, you can do a movie for each of them. The other thing being that you can also leave behind other actors that you might not want to bring over from things like, let's say, maybe the Aquaman universe or some other DC properties. So you do this thing where you're branching out into the multiverse as it is and bringing over all of the elements that you want to, but you're also forming a new world to create a linear story that is part of this 10-year plan. Now, it doesn't have to be one straight shot for 10 years from beginning to end. The universe of DC should be vast when we're talking about the DCEU and specifically this sort of interconnecting weave of different stories. So I'm not saying it has to be small. It just can't quite be as branching out into all the different realities. Now, this is where I'm probably going to lose some people because this approach would mean that we will not be restoring the Snyderverse. And I know that that's what a lot of people are hoping for with all of these different moves at Warner Brothers Discovery. I understand the fan passion for that universe. I would support, uh, if Zack Snyder is interested, for example, uh, continuing that story in some sort of alternative media, meaning uh, animated film or films or an officially licensed comic book, something like that. But as far as the main DC storyline, I think to go back to the Snyderverse would be a step backwards, whereas what we need right now is a step forwards into a new era. So I don't think that the Snyderverse should be disavowed, and I would support a continuation in some form, but it would not be my main universe for the DC films. And I know that a lot of people probably would be angry to hear that and are angry to hear that right now, but again, this is my personal approach, what I would do if I were in charge. And in the interest of this new universe, I think the next crucial step would be to lay out a roadmap. I think that you can do a partial universe reset and not confuse people if you lay things out very clearly and if you set rules that are going to be followed. That's a problem that the DC Comics always had is they would you know, split everything off and have different crises and bring everything together in one universe except, well, that's not quite, the, and that thing, and well, we're going to undo that. And well, look, well, there's also this parallel thing, and, that, and it got very confusing and difficult for people to follow. Yes, it would be a big ask to have fans adjust just to the fact that we are in a completely new DC world, but with some existing characters. But if you execute it properly, I don't think it's that confusing as long as you have a roadmap and you have rules that you are following rigorously. And that's why I think it was important to have movies that are focused on your keystone heroes to begin with, to establish their place in this universe, what their personal rules are, and then you can branch out and bring even more people into the fold. And that focus on the heroes is part of my next step, which would be to stay focused. It's something that I don't think that Marvel currently has or is coming out of an era where it didn't have. And this is an opportunity, or it would be if I were in charge, for DC to kind of exploit that gap and really come through and say, this is what we're doing. This is how we're getting there. These are our characters. These are the stories that we're going to tell right now. It's basically the pledge. If you're doing a magic trick, you're saying, this is what we're going to do. And then the following movies are the execution of the trick. And I think the benefits of that kind of focus is that every project would be a must-see in the way that Marvel kind of felt in the post-Ultron era all the way up until Endgame because it felt like every single movie was going to be an important piece of the puzzle, whether it was or not. And there's improvement to be made on the Marvel model as well. 
So when it comes to the main story of the integrated DC universe, yes, you have to stay focused, but my other tip would be still allow for side projects. The marketplace will allow, in my opinion, a certain amount of shoot off projects from the DC universe that are not associated with the main storyline. So when I say that you're bringing in all of these different elements, I'm not saying that you have to integrate Matt Reeves's Batman movies into your movie or that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker has to come into the main DC universe. Or if you want to do a Watchmen series like they did on HBO, if you have a Flash type show that you want to develop for one of the networks, I don't think that every single little DC project has to tie into the main storyline. Again, if you have the focus of what the main storyline is, then it's very easy to delineate. The more focused you are in your main storyline, the more real estate I think that you have to do side projects throughout the years. And if Sony, of all studios, can figure this out with their Spider-Man movies, where you have Venom and Into the Spider-Verse and the MCU Spider-Man movies all coexisting in the marketplace, then I know that DC and Warner Brothers Discovery can also figure it out. My next step would be to invest in the future. I don't know how good Batgirl was. Not many people actually do, but it's the opposite when you're talking about buzz in the future of DC films than what you want. The idea that you made what you are basically painting as a company as a bad investment that you're going to take as a tax write down. You don't want that. You want people to be excited about your new characters. And I think that there's a certain amount of investment in those characters that you have to do. I think it's important to make sure that the stories for your new characters are just as strong, just as vetted as the stories for your legacy characters, because really they're of equal importance. Yes, Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman are today's stars, but the goal here is to build tomorrow's stars at the same time. So when you're looking at the future, don't just bring in characters as set dressing and say, ah, oh, you know what, we're going to figure out what to do with them later, or we're going to figure out what this movie is later. Every movie with a new character or every appearance of a new character is just as important as every appearance of your main character, and you have to invest the time and the artistic energy into developing those characters. Speaking of characters that are important and should be invested in, I think there is one huge glaring omission from the Justice League lineup right now with apologies to Martian Manhunter, and that's Green Lantern. So my next step would be to prioritize Green Lantern. I understand the reticence at Warner Brothers after the Ryan Reynolds movie, but you have to remember that was over a decade ago, and ever since then, Green Lantern has been stuck in development hell. I would fast track with the appropriate amount of development to make sure we're not just rushing something out to the theater, a Green Lantern project. I would invest in one Green Lantern to start with, be that Hal Jordan, be that Jon Stewart, whatever the best creative direction would be, and then I would fold the Green Lantern Corps in over time instead of just throwing a bunch of lanterns at everybody all at one time. Green Lantern needs to be in the Justice League and I would prioritize that interest as soon as possible. Next up, and I think that this could go hand in hand with Green Lantern, it's one thing that the Ryan Reynolds movie kinda tried to do, which would be don't be afraid to go crazy. DC has some of the nuttiest villains and anti-heroes ever created. I'm talking Mr. Mixaplik, I'm talking Lobo, I'm talking Bizarro. You can find places for all of these crazy characters, and I also think you can do it in a way that doesn't have to be dark. I really don't think that there is any reason to treat a character like Cheetah, who's played by Kristen Wiig, as darkly as they did in Wonder Woman 1984. Now, this doesn't mean that all of the movies that feature these characters have to be flat-out comedies, but DC has one of the broadest spectrums when you look at tone and type of character 
even more so than Marvel. And I think that you can embrace all of those different tones if you get the right creatives in. And again, if you're not just rushing things to the screen, you could give people so many different kinds of movies by integrating all of these different characters. Now, I know that these are a lot of steps, but this is perhaps the most important of all of them. And it's something that I would underscore if I was in charge. And that would be stick to the plan. We have unfortunately seen what's already happened at DC when you have a plan in place and then when confidence is lost in that plan. We've had some good movies that have come out of the DC universe over the last few years, but as far as the overall development of the story, it's been stuck in the mud for almost five years. When you're working with a universe this big, hopefully the majority of the movies are going to turn out really good. Some of them are going to turn out okay, and yes, it's possible that one or two of them just might not work. If I'm the head of DC Films and my job is to find a creative to put in charge of this 10-year plan, I'm finding somebody I can trust, I'm finding someone who has a creative vision, and ultimately the person that I put in charge of the creative for this big plan is someone that I am going to back. This is how producing used to work in Hollywood, and some people still operate this way, but a lot of people don't. When you back a creative vision, when you say, I'm trusting this person and I think that they've got what it takes, you're putting your neck on the line along with that person. You battle the executives. You fight the fights that need to be fought. You say, no, I know that you don't understand this. I know that you may not even know what we're doing here, but I know what's going on here. You're going to have to trust me, and you know what, if none of this works, I'm going down with the ship along with this person that I chose to put in charge. That's how much I believe in them. Now, with all that in place, my final step is a very personal step for me, and that would be to do the reign of the Superman storyline as the first movie back for Superman. This was always one of my favorite comic book storylines when I was growing up, and I understand, first of all, that we cannot do the death of Superman arc again. We can't kill Superman again. But it all kind of ties back to what I was saying with reestablishing these heroes in their own worlds, and Henry Cavill in particular. We sort of lost the identity of who Superman is in the DC universe, and what better way to establish that identity than to have him kind of duking it out to see who is the actual legit Superman in this new DC world. We have a new unified universe. There's no reason to say that you couldn't bring in not just Henry Cavill's Man of Steel, but Hank Henshaw, the cyborg, Superboy, Steel, the Eradicator, all from their own different worlds, all battling for dominance to see who is going to be Superman on this world. And I think that you can still do a lot of the twists and turns that were in that Reign of the Superman storyline in the comics and disconnect it from the death of Superman. Not only is this a big splashy event movie, but it would also establish who Superman is in this world. And as a spoiler, if you don't know anything about the reign of the Superman storyline, then you may want to skip ahead about 10 seconds. But Hank Henshaw would be a great big bad to bring back later on to perhaps team up with another bigger villain down the line inside of this larger plan as we build to whatever this huge event is at the end of the 10-year plan to join the rogues gallery and to pose an actual threat to all of our superheroes. So those are my thoughts. That's what I would do if I was in charge of the DC Universe. I'm sure you probably disagree with all or most of it, but hey, this is just for fun. And you know what? Let me know down in the comments below what you would do if you were in charge. Would you bring back the Snyderverse? Would you appoint Zack Snyder the overlord of all things DC? Would you erase everything, recast every role? Let me know. And as always, thank you so much for watching. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for today's video, Raycon. You know, I've been going through a big audiobook phase the last few months 
lunch, really, but because it's also summer, I've got to go out every week or so and make sure that the yard's mowed, everything's tidy, but I don't have to worry about putting off that next chapter because all I have to do is slip in my Raycon earbuds and I can pick up right where I left off. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. I sweat a lot, which can make it hard for me to keep earbuds in, and let me tell you, they will not budge. Raycon also gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, so I could really mow the whole block if I wanted to and not have to worry about recharging. And it's not just that they're earbuds. They also have special features, including three different sound profiles and noise isolation. So when I'm outside mowing the yard, I can switch to the pure sound profile, which is great for podcasts and audiobooks, make sure that the noise isolation is on, and that way I'm hearing my audiobook and not the lawnmower. You can find out for yourself. Go to buyraycon.com slash Merle today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buy, B-U-Y, Raycon.com slash Merle to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash Merle. Thanks to Raycon for sponsoring the show. Thank you for watching it. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.